Keith from BizBody here. We're going to talk about why exercise is so cheap. Why is it commoditized? Why in your brain have you commoditized it? Why has the world commoditized it? And what's really interesting is that in our brick and mortar, one of the, the main things that we've done is change our offer to make sure that we are not commoditizing. But there's a really big caveat to that. We've done things that barely anyone else has done. And, and everyone says that, right? Like you, you exercise here, you're going to get great results. What we've recognized is that the majority of the market has has had these exaggerated claims and yet people tend to just deteriorate further. And the whole point of what we're offering is something that a lot of other places just don't offer, which is lifetime security in how you move and feel. Like someone that actually wants a lifetime professional relationship or a lifelong professional relationship to make sure that you move better and feel better and that can coordinate care with medical providers and whatnot. So like we have a completely different model than Every other, every other place that surrounds us. Because there's other people that just do uh, techniques. There's other people that stick needles in people. Um, there's other people that crack people and, or adjust people. And that's all, it all has its place. Our model is all about the person that has tried everything, right? Even exercise or maybe even physical therapy. Those like physical therapists do some really amazing work, especially off of surgery. What we do is we make sure that someone that's coming off of surgery or someone that's coming off of physical therapy, I should say, not off of surgery, that's coming off of physical therapy that wants to progress and keep what they have for the rest of their life, is, is, that, that that's exactly what they're working towards. And we know exactly what we do really, really well. And, and what's really interesting is what, what do you see happening in a majority of social influencers or influencers, influencers online? Um, majority of people are, are showing themselves half naked. Um, they're doing flips and cartwheels and, and other people are lifting tons of weight. And that, that's an interesting appeal for that demographic, right? It, it is an interesting appeal. If you can no longer do that, which a majority of people over the age of even 30 cannot, um, <laughs> it was interesting. I'm taking a course right now on, on, on blood work. Um, which is which is fascinating. He made a claim on there that uh, out of some of the current research that he believes um, that one of the, the course administrators believe that only 10% is of America is metabolically healthy. So a majority of people that are going to be using um, the stuff on social media, the stuff on YouTube and whatnot, yeah, they're they're already compromised. And and what does compromised even mean, right? Like, have you had a joint replacement? Have you do you have a diagnosis disease? Have you been in a car accident and stuff hasn't really healed well, or has stuff healed but you still feel um, chronic pain? You're still in chronic pain, right? Or do you have a metabolic disorder? So most people haven't moved well in decades. Most people have undiagnosed diseases as well in, in, or misdiagnosed diseases or on tons of medication. So I would say the majority of people that are in the exercise profession have no idea what to do with that. Like they haven't looked up any of the meds that people are on. They know very little about uh, hypertension or strokes or um, any type of coronary problems or vascular problems. And that is the majority of clients that need us that that need help the most or the majority of people that are going to be showing up on your doorstep and 
that's a huge risk to take if you don't know those things. And that's why most exercise businesses, they just suck. They really suck. They, they, they think they deliver results because they still think they're delivering transformation, transformations. And guess what happens? That is That can be really, really helpful for a couple of years until people's joints wear out because the dosing of the exercise just sucks. It's like the, 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 the dosing of the exercise will determine the 10-year, 15-year, 20-year success levels rather than grinding people in the ground so that the, the, the nutrition end of things um, catches up and helps and supposedly works to get them lean enough so that, that people feel good enough that, that they can you know, go back to how they want to live their life in, in some cases where there's overindulgence or, or whatnot, or maybe they're, they're really super strict on their nutrition uh, in the way that they're doing it to get certain types of results, yeah, that's fantastic. Now, dialing in the dosage so that people can preserve their joint integrity for as long as possible seems to be a really big deal because if that is I, – I, I don't know – if that's even even something that can be helped with exercise, I know that I know that people feel better with moving, right? And moving is one of the cornerstones of feeding joints, especially cartilage. Cartilage needs to move to be fed, but then too much movement or too much compression can also cause wear of cartilage. But there's no real actual evidence that shows uh, one or the other. It's just all seems to be anecdotal besides the wear and tear of genetics. Like if you were predisposed genetically towards uh, a hip that wears out or a knee that wears out, kind of like going bald, right? It, that seems to be one of the more predeterminants of if uh, if a joint wears out. And there's also studies that show that people that are overweight, whatever that means, like a higher percent body fat, that that doesn't necessarily mean that their joints are going to wear out. So this leads me to one major conclusion. Knowing your market, knowing what you're, what the problem you're trying to solve and building a better system to solve it. Because if the exercise industry wants to be taken seriously and if personal trainers want to be taken seriously, if coaches want to be taken seriously, then there needs to be a common language. And that common language is one alignment of a medical community because there's actual people that are vetted to be in that community. A, a doctor of physical therapy gets vetted to become a doctor of physical therapy. Very stringent, um, very stringent uh, levels of knowledge and experience to become vetted as a medical doctor. So then who has the right in exercise land to then start, um, start making fun of or downgrading what a doctor even has to say? What gives them the right? I mean, the, I can understand if someone spent their entire life studying biomechanics and, and working in a clinic with muscle biopsies and is a doctor of muscle physiology. But if you're a trainer that just went to a couple weekend courses and learned how to throw kettlebells around and then and, and watching a bunch of stuff on YouTube and, and social media and thinking that has validity, which it may have and may not have, it that's a huge, huge problem, which can come and really bite you in the bite you in the proverbial ass, right? So with that being said, this is, this is, this really hit home for how I aligned, um, my practice 
and and how I continue to change our model because I realize more and more times that what I what I know I can control gets smaller and smaller. But that also means I get better and better at doing it, which means my confidence goes up. So that is how I, I learn about what I do and then how I create the message of how that relates to who I want to help. And that constructs my offer and the different tiers of my offer, which then leads towards a sales interaction because sales is literally, which is, it was an awesome, um, awesome presentation by Alex Hermosa that talked about how sales is really you helping people make a decision upon how to help themselves. Right. And, and, and if you're an answer to some of those problems, because you have extreme confidence in what you do, and it seems like being in alignment, like if your sales process sucks, you're doing you're doing yourself and another person a disservice because you could be helping that person and being in a lifelong professional relationship, or if you want a short-term professional relationship, okay, great. Then how are you gonna fulfill that promise that you just made off of the sales? And then from that do you want to have that lifelong relationship or do you want to have that long professional relationship of retention, which then just leads to completely satisfied customers? And if you're able to do that and you, and you have people that stay with you long term because people aren't, are, are literally so happy with what you're doing for them and you're listening to them and you actually give a shit about what they're going through, guess what happens? <laughs> you have a really good business. And it's really transparent because if you really love helping people and you love to make sure that they're seeing the type of results that you're hoping them, they're hoping that they are seeing, you're going to see what's going on with their interaction with the system that you built and you're going to fix it. You're going to fix the parts of the system because those results that the people are getting should be just so remarkable. And that's why so many, so many exercise practices suck because the, the, the results just aren't remarkable. They're actually, they're, they're subpar at best. And then the people that, that are wondering how they can get more people in through the door, it, I mean, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Because if they come in through the door and they do your challenge or they, they you do a couple of free sessions, what are they really getting out of it? What are they really getting out of it? And that's a really tough question to, to make. And, and I'm going to share this story real quick. There was, a, there was a moment where I was going through the strong coach and, and uh, Jared, if you're listening, to, uh, Coach Davis, if you're listening to this, I, I literally broke down because it was like I, I really felt strongly about who I served and how I served them. And I realized that I just didn't have a clue. I really didn't have a clue. And, and, and I needed to look within myself to grow at that moment to get better. I really needed to get a better understanding of how I served and what I did. And that was the entire reason of, for my restructuring of an offer that made sense. That was in complete alignment with what I wanted to have happen and the results that I wanted to, to see and provide for everyone that I was working with and whatever I was working with. And that is so important to me. So I, I hope that this resonates with you. I hope that this hits home. Um, if you want to know the system that I specifically use for working with people, you can check the link down below and schedule a call with, uh, with a discovery call with the muscle system specialist. If um, you want to know the communication work that I go through, you can schedule a call with Kim over at Enlifted. 
Thank you all for listening. And once again, thank you for your interest in raising the standard of the exercise profession.